Welcome to this special episode of Talk Commerce Tech Edition. Welcome to Talk Commerce, a Tech Edition special where we talk about how merchants, agencies, and developers experience commerce. This week we interview Yisa Ritzma with Yurio. We focus on developer training on React, Vue, or the new Magento Hypha theme. We look at training from the merchant, agency, and developer perspectives. Yisa gives us actionable feedback for training on what to ask as a developer, what an agency should be looking for in a developer, and what a merchant should expect from their agency. We talk about how open source is not free and close it out with a little bit of Haifa and more mispronunciations. Magento Creative, partnering with the client to help fulfill their strategic growth, serving the world as an Adobe Gold partner and Big Commerce Elite partner. Magento, the code of commerce. This episode is sponsored by Eway Corporation, the partner of choice for technology, infrastructure, and enterprise-level digital solutions, and AWS Select Consulting Partner, Eway Corporation, forward together. My name is Brent Peterson, and I'm your host. Please remember to subscribe wherever you download your podcasts. And now, Talk Commerce. Welcome to Talk Commerce, and I have... Yisa, 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 Yisa. With me today. <laughs> Are we uh, going to spend five minutes or ten minutes? No, no. On this? Please introduce no, yourself. Um, yeah, so this is uh, Tall Commerce with Brins, Brins, Bronze, Brand, Brand. However you want to say it. Uh, yeah. Okay. Bron, Bronco, <laughs> Brontosaurus. Yeah. Brontosaurus, the Brontosaurus, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I'm, uh, I'm Yisa. Great. Today we're going to talk a little bit about training and training in not just Adobe, but across some other platforms as well. Maybe cool. touch on a little bit of React. Um, no. Yeah, it's going to be a, we're, this is going to be a tech talk and I'm going to have some awesome new music. I, I found some metal music, but uh, Yisa. Yeah, is going to kind of dictate piano. I, I think it's up to you to dictate what you would like to have for some intro music on this episode. Rammstein. So I was thinking, obviously, like, oh. I want to do some training now. Let's all train now. Ah, da -da. Well, that's not heavy metal. <laughs> I don't know what kind of music that is, but uh, heavy metal anyway. for Beethoven. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually uh, playing a lot of uh, Chopin lately on the piano. All right, yeah. I uh, still intend to uh, to uh, let people uh, in the community know how that sounds like, um, because it's uh, it's okayish. It's I'm not a professional on the piano, but at least uh, it's uh, it's a it's a beautiful sound that I can get out of it. Yeah, well, Chopin is very challenging. Um... Yeah. Uh, well, so, so, some songs are actually uh, pretty uh, okay, but I, um, I I don't know about the 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 the, the numbers or like the, the official namings of those uh, songs that I can play. But um, uh, there, there's two of them pretty challenging, and every time when I take a new one, it's going to take me about two months or so before I can play it in a in a solid way. But uh, yeah, I like the challenge. All right. Well, let's. Uh, I wonder if Chopin does a duet. We should look that up. With you, with mean, you uh, and I, uh, we could do uh, one together uh, virtually. Do, do you play piano? I do, yes. Ah, cool. 
then then we should uh, do the next uh, talk commerce with an intro on uh, the piano both absolutely <laughs> challenge accepted <laughs> yeah and then uh, we could do another one with madeline you know madeline was, was trained in opera so i've, I've heard that yeah exactly and um what, what does susan do uh susan plays a little piano and sings in the church choir ah so we we put a band together yeah, and Gavin plays bass and guitar and piano. So that's the the Brent band, the Gavin band. Gavin's that Gavin's actually on Spotify. So Gavin yeah. actually is a real. Well, no, Madeline's also a real musician. What am I saying? Now I'm going to get in trouble. Oh yeah. So um, yeah, training <laughs> yeah, <it's, laughs> to make it easier for ourselves. Yeah. Um. So, uh, Yurio, correct? Yeah. Yeah, yep. is is primarily a training organization. Would you say that? Yeah, I'm um, um, I'm, I'm actually a little bit in uh, in doubt already for years whether I should call Yurio an organization or just call it what it what it is uh, a one man company, uh, which is me. <laughs> um, so I've I've been uh, doing uh, the, I've been pushing trainings uh, for for some time, and I I I'm I'm pretty happy actually to say also that. I've been uh, doing training as a uh, or uh, using it as a primary income for um, uh, three or four years now. And, and primary income means that I'm making like 90% of my income out of training. So, um, yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm still doing a couple of other things on the side, like uh, organizing events like Reacticon or doing a couple of extensions that I'm still uh, selling online. But that's the, the, the smallest stuff indeed. Uh, but yeah, the training, yeah. Okay, good. So um, I, this is going to be more of a developer-focused uh, podcast. So let's just speak right to why developers should get trained on the certain platforms that they're looking at. And I think the big one for Adobe is PWA Studio. Yeah. So let's just talk, let's dive right into PWA Studio uh, and and like why why would a developer need to learn reactor okay so so we're we're making this uh, oriented towards uh, developers right um so we we can uh, we can forget about the sales pitch we can uh, stop talking stalking nonsense we can be direct and just yeah, uh, yeah. honest and open um so so personally right away i would say that pwa studio is not for everyone um and um, I, I've been picking up on on a vibe in the community as well that a lot of people think that PWA Studios may be even a waste of money, time, resources, and et cetera. And I totally disagree with them, um, simply because while some people like uh, the, the original Magento 1 front-end, uh, some people like Magento 2 front-end, despite of its uh, issues. Uh, some others like React, some others like Vue. Um, so I, I personally think that there's something for, for everyone out there. Um, and that's, that's kind of also like the reality at this moment that we're not talking about a single front-end anymore with uh, Magento, but multiple front-ends. Um, and there's a reason for that, basically because we're all different. Uh, so that, that's one of my uh, key points always towards like what is the choice there to make um yeah it simply depends yeah i think it's interesting too the conversations around headless and where uh, commerce is going uh, i had an interesting talk with a newer platform or maybe it's not newer but it's called ultra commerce and they mm -hmm. have uh, they have an api first uh, mentality microservices 
but they also have a, a front end that comes with it. So you don't have to deploy without a front end. And one of their, one of their arguments is that it, it reduces the cost if you do have a bundled front end in it. And it, and it expands the cost and the, um, the cost and the complexity when you add, when you remove the front end and, and make somebody build a front end and then attach it via APIs. Yeah. Well, I think like the cost part is again also something that that simply depends upon um, how how well you're doing or uh, what, what kind of knowledge level you already have. So, for instance, a lot of people have been complaining about knockout and require in the current uh, Luma front end. Um, however, if you're a knockout require expert. Uh, you're not finding that that many things difficult in there. Maybe there's a lot of complexity still in there, but that's basically also because it's uh, Magento. Um, however, I, I think that that the the level of complexity actually depends upon the level of knowledge that you have about that technology. Um, so when it comes to reducing costs, it's also depending on uh, the developers involved and and whether they can make it a success or not. Um, which is also kind of like the difficulty why why I started also with uh, saying that PW Studio might not be for everyone. Um, I've heard a lot of uh, developers and a lot of agencies dive into PW Studio because it's the next thing. Um, and then suddenly they're disappointed with um, everything being different. And suddenly that that all of their knowledge with being a Magento 1 developer or a Magento 2 developer uh, is basically uh, worth nothing uh, because they, they need to invest into React and, and all of its uh, different variations. Um, so so from that, what I find actually, and it's it's pretty funny, I've, I've teached a couple of people also how to use PWA Studio and I've teached it to, uh, um, uh, I've trained a couple of uh, uh, React developers and they found actually whatever PWA Studio came up with. So the, the, the Venya UI theme, uh, the, the Peregrine uh, component library, they, they found it easy stuff. Um, once I start explaining the backgrounds, um, they, they simply just not like, oh, but I, I can build the same thing. And now I don't need to build it because Magento is already providing the, the functions and the components and the hooks and, and so on. Um, and then they simply just realized like, oh, but this is just another React implementation. So uh, within a couple of weeks time, we're uh, up to date on that. Uh, within a couple of weeks uh, or a couple of months time, we finished off the, the first project. Um, compare that to um, a Magento 2 developer that, that never really uh, got the hang of, of scripting in JavaScript. Um, then suddenly React is just totally uh, uh, totally complex and, and um, uh, just a real challenge. And maybe that challenge is something that is not, not never conquered. Like, what do you do with the challenges? You conquer the challenge, right? Um, but, but basically, I, th I think it's depending upon where you came from, uh, where you're coming from, whether, whether React is your thing or not. Um, and that's still the, the hard story that uh, Magento Adobe is selling as well. They're, they're trying to promote not necessarily PWA Studio as being the next thing. They're trying to promote Headless as being the next thing uh, with the GraphQL API in the center. Um, but a lot of us are, are simply expecting also Magento to solve that puzzle for the front end again. Um, and therefore, PWA Studio is the best thing to do uh, to embrace. And then suddenly we're surprised um, to find that it's a little bit more complicated than the old front end. 
uh, and I, I maybe should add quotes in there because maybe it's not always that complicated. It's uh, it's complicated in a different way. <laughs> yeah, and as I said that, I thought to myself, well, the complication is in the fact that people aren't familiar with the solution and maybe all the parts of the solution aren't there yet. But if you yep. think of it as Magento as a backend without having to touch it and APIs that, are, that would attach to the front end, Theoretically, all you have to do is launch a front end and leave the back end sitting there. So really the complexity is only in the complexity of the person thinking about the complexity. And yeah, maybe exactly. not as complex yeah. as everybody thinks. Well, and, and um, uh, last year in October, I, um, I um, uh, organized Reacticon number uh, three. Um, and then actually uh, uh, a guy stood up, Carlos, uh, I, I needed to look up his last name, Cabrera. Um, and Carlos uh, uh, is basically part of um, Adobe, but he's not part of the Magento PWA Studio team. And he just went in and, and said like, well, uh, Magento now has this uh, GraphQL API. Um, I'm familiar with React and uh, Next.js. Uh, so what does it take to build um, a PWA from scratch? And of course, um, um, he's not the, he was not trying to um, solve the, the puzzle of building a, a shop with all of those extensions out there. He just said to build maybe a simplistic shop uh, with a minimum of extensions. Uh, but that's not the, not the real point. The real point is basically that with zero knowledge of Magento, he just went in, played around with the GraphQL API and, and built a front end. Um, and also in, a, in um, an amount of time that is basically staggering compared to um, how, how much time is normally needed to build uh, the, the traditional Luma front end for uh, Magento. So I, I think actually the, the technology is different, um, but it's also the expectations that are that is different. Um, too many times people are still um, still expecting that uh, in the in the future um, a headless storefront is going to be based upon extensions and that you're simply clicking everything together and then it suddenly works. Um, but I think the reality is that uh, with headless. As a developer, you can choose which technology is better for you. Um, in in favor of that technology, you're dropping then the the support of extensions, uh, because well, if you're sticking with an old front end um, that is also adding uh, a lot of uh, extensions, and all of those extensions are flawed, uh, leading into bug fixing, endless bug fixing. Maybe you're spending more time than if you're building it from scratch uh, instead. Um, and that's that's kind of like the new thinking. Uh, what if we're not using Magento for its extensions, but we're using Magento for its core and its flexible architecture? And what if we are filling in the front end gaps uh, in the way that we prefer to? Um, it's a totally different mind uh, mindset. Yeah, and I, I agree with that a hundred percent. I think that the the developers have to look at it in a way that works for them, uh, mm -hmm. and that that technology has to be able to also work for the client. Uh, yeah. let's, let's look back, let's dive back into PWA Studio. Let's look from, a, from an agency point of view. We've talked specifically about developers, but a lot of times in a bigger agency, the developers don't necessarily have all the flexibility to just choose something that they could. And let's just say as an agency, the boss says, hey, we're all getting on board on PWA Studio. Uh, let's make this happen. From your training, from the from the training point of view, what what would you 
how would you approach an agency in making sure they have a team that's ready to develop on PWA Studio? Yeah, yeah. Well, so uh, maybe to comment upon um, uh, the, those managers that think like, uh, well, with a little bit of focus, uh, we can just uh, make PW Studio happen and just uh, uh, train the whole developer team. And then, then there we go. Just, just remember also how much time it, it, it is going to take uh, to convert um, uh, a developer with no experience into an experienced Magento developer. It's, it's going to take some time. Um, and from a tra training perspective, or as, a, as an honest trainer, um, I, I should say that only training is not going to help you there. Um, so I've, I've been in there actually trying to, uh, to uh, help developers get started with, um, uh, with Magento, but also get started with PWA Studio. And it, it's not only about training, but it's also about experience. So maybe if, if you're picking up on the challenge to, uh, to do something with PWA Studio, you have to realize that the expertise is not just Magento, but it's actually React. Um, and what you want to have is always uh, at least one strong tech lead um, in the team that is experienced then with, well, the chosen technology, well, in this case, React. So you need to have um, a React lead developer um, and surprise, uh, it's it's pretty hard to convert the current Magento lead developer suddenly into a React lead developer uh, because it's a different job. It's a different technology. Um, and I'm personally also unable to pretend, for instance, that I'm a Python lead developer or something because I don't have the, the relevant experience in there. So either um, you wait for four or five years before your Magento lead developer becomes a React lead developer, um, or you need to hire somebody uh, new. Um, and that, that's kind of like also the difficulty. If none of your developers have any experience with React, then it's going to be really hard to get up to that skill level with already the first project. It's either that you need to start slowly by not starting with PWA Studio right away, but just starting with uh, smaller projects. Um, let, let's talk about that maybe in a bit uh, as well. Um, but, but basically side projects, either playing around with React uh, just a, a little bit or just doing real projects, but out of the, out, outside of the scope of Magento and PWA Studio. Um, yeah, or, or you need to have that knowledge already in there by hiring the, the right people. Okay, so if 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 a, if an agency has a, a really good React developer, would would a a somewhat knowledgeable JavaScript developer be able to take training and get up to speed with a good lead that would help them guide them through some of that process? Yeah, I, I think that would be the right combination. So if there's a strong lead that that knows his, his way around the, the React architecture, knows uh, how to deal with uh, the single state of truth or the, the, the single source of truth um, and uh, basics uh, like uh, how to communicate with GraphQL in a solid way, uh, but also how to set up uh, things like Redux and the context API uh, without making a mess uh, with, with all of that. Um, then, then basically that the, the harder stuff is guaranteed. And, and then the next question would be uh, what, what opportunities there for the, the for, from the React perspective, the junior developers, right? So you, you could have really experienced developers with Magento, but once they start with uh, React, they're again back to junior. Um, but, but I think actually junior developers can make React uh, a success pretty fast. 
Um, because I, I also believe that thanks to the, the architecture of PWA Studio, you don't need to worry about the harder stuff that much anymore. Um, PWA Studio is really trying to make it uh, easier for uh, newcomers to, to build their own components uh, on top of the, 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 the more complex architecture of PWA Studio. Um, and then it's basically up to uh, the developer to build components. And well, to build a React component is, uh, is uh, pretty easy. That's, that's what you learn with the very first lesson when diving into React. Um, and the only thing that you need to do is just not build one or two components, but they'll build about uh, 4,000 of them. Uh, and then you're getting the hang of it. Uh, but uh, usually I create a component within, uh, within about five minutes or so with the right amount of logic and, and et cetera. Um, and, and basically by, by practicing that a lot, uh, so, so sooner, slowly, uh, basically all of those, um, uh, those, those junior developers will slowly become senior as well. Um, so yeah, and, and then training is a huge opportunity. Yeah, okay, so just taking the small perspective of the merchant, because I think that there's some salesmanship around PWA Studio from, uh, from Adobe itself. Yeah. I'm a merchant, I'm hearing, hey, PWA Studio's ready, you can get it launched out of the box. You go to your Magento agency, that agency doesn't have any Magento or it doesn't have any trained React developers. And yeah. now suddenly the salesperson at the agency says, of course we'll do that. Yes, you know, we're an Adobe agency, we can do this. And yes, Adobe's saying, yes, you can do this. And yeah, what is the, realistically, so there's this out of the box solution. How is a merchant to look at that and then or how is a merchant going to get, going to expect something to get done, and then the complexity and time it's going to take for some of those simpler things to get modified within the Vinio Vinia uh, theme? Yeah, but I, I I think actually that's the difficulty that that if people are expecting um, that um, PWA Studio is an out of the box solution that you could modify, then they're not getting the the goal of PWA Studio. Um, so uh, simply just uh, compare it to um, uh, that, that you can go online and study a course of, um, uh, of on German, for instance. Um, and then once you've done that course, go into the supermarket in Germany and try to order something at uh, the, 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 I don't know, the vegetable department or something. Then most likely um, you're, you're going to <laughs> feel like a retard or something in there uh, be because you don't have uh, the full knowledge yet. Um, so speaking German <laughs> comes with actually going through the trouble of uh, doing a lot of exercises, a lot of practices and et cetera. And I think the same is true for PWA Studio. The, the difficulty there is that again, the expectations need to be different. Um, it's, it's, um, the often, often the claim was made that Magento too was also this out of the box solution. You install it, you customize it a little bit, and there you have a shop. Um, that's giving an expectations uh, expectation to a merchant uh, that you could be done for I don't know, like a thousand dollars or so, and then you have your own new brand shop. Um, However, the reality is that that actually the customization is the harder part. Um, so apparently um, just having that um, out of the box theme, having that out of the box installation is suggesting a lower 
cost, but it's that that's not the the real uh, the, the the real deal. The, the the way that Magento is supposed to be saving money is because of the flexibility, uh, and, and the th same thing actually is true for PWA Studio. It's it's not that but by clicking through a couple of settings, then voila, you have this uh, Magento um, uh, PWA out there. Now, instead, um, if you're a React developer, uh, you're realizing actually that you're going to build a lot of different uh, React components. And React components are all about the UI, the look and feel, the, the web design part of uh, an app. Um, and that's supposed to be easy. And if you're finding that easy because you're a React developer, then you're actually going to find PWA Studio pretty customizable. Right. However, if you're expecting actually that you become a React developer by playing around with PWA Studio, then you're in it for, for the wrong reason. Right, so I, I, think, I think what you're saying, if we look even back at Luma, if you want Luma out of the box, it would work. It comes and looks just like the Luma default theme. The uh, And if you're gonna expect the same thing out of PWA Studio, you're gonna get the, the same thing. Yeah, and and the difficulty there is um, that, that Luma was never intended to be um, the, 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 the parent theme of uh, everything else. I remember still actually talking with a couple of lead developers of Magento that uh, once Luma was developed, that they thought actually that the community would pick up and come up with other uh, uh, skeleton themes. Uh, and and, and some, some of them did, right? So uh, Snowdog picked up on it, came up with a, a Snowdog theme. Um, and what, what the Magento core team expected was that the whole community got started with different front ends, different JavaScript frameworks, different uh, CSS and HTML strategies. Uh, but we didn't. <laughs> That's the difficulty. We all expected actually that Magento was going to solve that that issue with the front end. That they were going to uh, they they were going to supply us uh, a front end so that you you only needed to worry about the back end a little bit. Click a click, and there you had your own customized uh, shop. Um, well, and I think actually that with Magento PWA Studio, they're trying to do the same thing again, like, uh, but now making it a little bit more clear, PWA Studio is not the PWA, no, it's the studio part. Right, um, yeah, I think that, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I think too, looking back at some of these, uh, some of the other themes that have been out there, um, if you bought an off-the-shelf off theme, typically the the customer would ask so, for so many changes that it would have been easier to use the blank theme and do those yeah. modifications anyways. Yeah, so it, it's kind of like that we're, we're stuck in that impression that um, by buying a theme uh, or buying an extension and getting all of that stuff for free, uh, theoretically for free, um, that we're lowering the costs, um, but but then we're over overseeing the fact that basically the Luma theme never got performance. Uh, uh, you could spend hour, uh, hundreds of hours on uh, trying to optimize it, and then you're still at the lighthouse score that is just uh, pathetic. Um, that basically uh, we're we're so used to actually lowering the the startup costs and then actually sp wasting the budget on, on on troubleshooting issues that now actually with PWA Studio it's totally the other way around. Uh, you're not supposed to get everything for free. Now you're getting actually just the bare bones minimum for free, but then you're going to build the stuff in React. 
So how awesome is it? You can build everything for yourself. Um, and then as soon as things become a little bit more technical, um, uh, more difficult, things like the, the card management, the state management in the React code base, instead of rewriting it or uh, writing it from scratch yourself, um, those, those difficult parts as well, then at that moment, actually, PWA Studio is proving to be an added value. Uh, the technical functions are there, but... If I'm looking at the Venya UI theme, um, and I start to explain that also during an, uh, during a class, uh, what that UI theme is actually about and how the code is being organized and what kind of HTML, CSS standards are in there and how you could adopt that, then everyone that I'm explaining that is slowly making uh, coming to the realization like, oh, but I, I don't want to have that. I want to build something different. Um, and that's kind of like the, the, the awesome thing about React you're not supposed to be expanding, standing too much about uh, upon the, the work of somebody else. You know, you're, you're supposed to be a web designer, uh, looking at the graphical design, converting it into React and finding that thing easy. The only thing that is more difficult is to connect that, that uh, mock-up uh, of, of a web design, converting it into an actual app. Um, and that's basically where PW Studio comes up with its internal workings. Um, yeah. Okay, so go just I want to just go right back to what you said about Magento expected that the community would rally around and build some of their own themes. I think that Adobe is somewhat doing the same thing with PWA Studio in the sense that they need to sponsor more or they need to push more or they need to show how developers are going to be using this. I kind of feel like they built it and then they said, okay, use it, but there isn't a lot of, of um, there isn't a lot of uh, behind, I don't know how to say this, but there isn't a lot that says, oh, this is something as an agency you need to use. And here's how Adobe is going to get behind you to make sure that some of these clients happen. Yeah. So, so that that's where I come up with my, uh, secret uh, theory <laughs> here it is in public um so what if this is all intentional um what if um adobe by intention is uh, is spending time on making sure that uh, pwa studio is pro is is, uh, is is developed and made more mature every day uh, what if the graphql api is also promoted in uh, is also made mature um every day with every release uh, but what if they don't really want to advocate that story under the agencies that don't get it? Um, then actually those agencies might be confronted with a new technology that they're not getting. Um, and they're, they're finding it harder to make the right decisions in there. Uh, so apparently they're getting used to that picture where Adobe is, is developing some technologies and some of those te technologies might be adoptable, but some others are not. Uh, so instead, maybe the community comes up with um, a better alternative instead. Um, so for, for me, PWA Studio, if you're a React developer, you're getting it. If you're um, um, uh, developing already React applications for other purposes, then actually PWA Studio is just peanuts. But if you're a Magento developer uh, stuck with that idea that Magento is going to take care of your backend and frontend, then you're being surprised. Okay. Um, I, I and, see and in that story, I see actually Adobe almost by intent, not spending too much time on those developers 
that are so eager for Magento to hear like, oh, but here's extensibility of PW Studio. Here's um, um, all of the all of the marketplace extensions that are compatible with PW Studio. Um, that that story is actually slowly developing, but so slow as if um, they want it to be slow. Um, for me, the, the, the secret ingredient is also that there's actually more front-ends out there than just uh, PW Studio. Yeah, no, so, I yeah, let's move into that right now. So there, there isn't just PWA Studio for Magento. In fact, you, theoretically, you could take PW, P, PWA Studio and bolt that onto BigCommerce if you'd like to. Yeah. Well, and I think actually PWA Studio, so the reality is still that um, you're connecting to GraphQL um, and GraphQL is specific for Magento. So the GraphQL calls that are supported by Magento are, are different uh, than the ones supported by BigCommerce. So therefore, it's a little bit more difficult to use the sources of PWA Studio, use it for, um, uh, uh, for BigCommerce or, or others. Um, but the, the, the main point is actually that it's a headless technology. You're trying to separate the, the front end from the back end. Um, and if you're choosing Venya, you're actually committing yourself to become dependent upon the, the back end provider, which is Magento. Uh, but if you're building your own React component library, um, and that component library is including all of the, the visual aspects of uh, how to display shopping cart, how to display the checkout, how to display product pages, and everything that, that is part of your graphical uh, design, uh, part of your uh, company representation is actually um, fit into a React UI component library, then actually that UI component library is totally reusable between BigCommerce, uh, Shopify, uh, Magento, and et cetera. And that's kind of like the real purpose of going headless. Um, so coming so tell me, who, is, is there anybody out there that's doing this well right now? Like view, view storefront, uh, is, is that a solution that works or is there a solution out there that works in, this, in that case? Yeah, so so the, the the Venya theme is actually based upon a Venya concept theme, and then the Venya UI component library. But I, I would say that the UI component library of Venya, so PWA Studio, is really tightly connected to uh, Magento. Um, but View Storefront is actually doing uh, such a thing. They've developed their own Storefront UI component library, and Storefront UI is basically there for React and View. Um, so they're, they're not supporting any uh, just a view storefront anymore, but they're also supporting React-based uh, strategies. Um, and that storefront UI is basically just hooking into a deeper logic um, of, well, the, the architecture of your PWA, again, written in React or Vue. And then again, that thing is connecting to a so-called connector. And that connector is um, there for BigCommerce, Shopify, Magento, uh, and et cetera. Okay. So through their architecture, they've already disconnected kind of like the, the front end and the back end, but they're also supplying a storefront UI component library that you could even use without uh, using Vue Storefront. And I've heard of some of these solutions that you have to go through their SaaS connector. Is that, uh, is that a case with some of them? Or, or are some of them standalone? Yeah, so the, the, the difficulty with um, uh, View Storefront is that View Storefront 1 requires um, a, a node middleware layer. So that's uh, basically uh, a required uh, element for View Storefront 1. 
Uh, View Storefront Next is actually underway, and then uh, their architecture allows you to disconnect from that um, that that middleware in between. So theoretically, then you you don't necessarily need Node on a production environment, uh, but but actually you do. Um, and I'm going to explain that in a moment. But um, but basically, there there's um, there's less necessity in in their future architecture um, uh, to to actually have that Node middleware layer in between. They also uh, enforced Elasticsearch uh, in the past. Well, they let go of that. Uh, instead, Magento 2.4 is just enforcing us <laughs> to use Elasticsearch. So we're back to square one. Um, but um, um, I, th I think the, the main awesomeness with View Storefront is that they're basing their architecture upon uh, Nuxt.js. And Nuxt.js is kind of like with React Next.js. Um, so it's, a, it's a, a, a framework built on top of uh, the language like React or Vue. Um, and in the case of Vue, it's Nuxt. And uh, Vue Storefront is making use of that architecture. And through that architecture of Nuxt, they're making it all possible to switch uh, from one um, uh, backend system to another, to switch theoretically from Magento to Shopify um, or back again. Um, but tell me, if, if I'm a developer and I am interested in learning a language like Vue or React, uh, and I have some experience with JavaScript, what would I be looking for to start? Like, let's just say I came to Yurio yeah. and, uh, and I would like to learn something and I'm not really sure, should I learn Re React? Should I learn Vue? Uh, and I would like to be somewhat flexible. I'd like to be able to do Magento and BigCommerce and whatever other front ends are out there for other backend solutions. Yeah. What as a developer would I come to you and and or what would you recommend they do? So yeah, my, my recommendation is again, uh, it, it's uh, it's uh, really hard to sell my trainings this way, but um, my my uh, my recommendation is basically to uh, get started with Vue and React, um, but not necessarily through training. Well, through training you can still do that, and some agencies. Um, actually come up to me and say like, can we spend a day together with you on Vue? Can we spend another day together with you on uh, React? Uh, but theoretically also yet another day on yet another JavaScript framework, uh, things like uh, Alpine.js. Uh, um, and then afterwards trying to make that decision like which one is better. Um, because if you don't know about Vue and you don't know about React, you're only going to say, de depend upon the sales talks of others uh, to recommend you this or that. Um, and then the reality is also that um, all of the Vue developers are going to recommend you Vue. All of the React developers are going to recommend you React. And um, it's, it's hard to, to do that. So uh, actually what, what, I, what, I, what I realize is actually that a lot of developers always start on uh, uh, with uh, developing in, in college. They have some kind of uh, education level. Um, and during that that education, they did they just encounter all of the different technologies. So they start playing with uh, Ruby, um, uh, JavaScript, PHP, Java, C and then they make a choice like, oh, but I, I prefer this one instead of the other one. Um, I, I think that's the same for uh, choosing between Vue and React as well. It's just depending upon what kind of person you are, um, which one you're going to favor uh, more. Yeah, it's going it to be depends, more difficult. It depends, on, it depends on the developer too. And if they're working yeah. for an agency and they're getting paid to learn something that, that, uh, that also uh, plays a big part in it. Yeah, but, but, but maybe that's, that's a, a good, a good comparison as well. So if you're uh, having an agency um, and out of uh, the 10 Magento developers, um, 
nine hate JavaScript in principle, and then they don't want to get going with JavaScript in the first place, then PWA Studio is going to be a, a, a pretty, pretty, pretty much of a challenge. Uh, but likewise, if you view storefronts, um, however, if um, if um, uh, you have a team of uh, 10 developers uh, and you can separate them between uh, four backend developers and six uh, frontend developers, and those frontend developers are actually um, playing around with multiple different technologies uh, so that they can all say like, oh, but I've, I've done a couple of lessons with you and I've, I've once built this uh, simple React app. Um, then you can ask them basically, which one do you prefer and which one do you want to focus upon? And then also because some people are enthusiastic about, for instance, React, um, then it becomes a little bit uh, easier for the others to join as well. But if you don't have any experience in the in the agency uh, with review and React at all, um, I don't know what to do. Um, however, there's a solution still. Tell me the solution. I can see that it's coming out of you. <laughs> Uh, you've heard about uh, the solution as well, uh, which is Hufa. Oh, okay. Before we get into Hufa okay. or Haifa, yeah. I want to. I want to just let's let's close out the PWA talk. And actually, we 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 don't have much time left today. But um, if if you're going to give some actionable advice to an agency about a solution that is going to go on top of Magento, what would you give them right now? Um, Got to tell me I, one minute. Yeah, then I would say make an educated uh, choice. An educated choice means that you need to know your stuff before making that choice. And if you don't know about React and not, you don't know about Vue, and if all of the developers actually say like, "Well, I, I've never tried it out," tried it out, um, try it out today. Um, and and that's basically also where um, either learning time needs to be part of the the the, the, the solution, so that you're dedicating maybe uh, half a day a week or a couple of hours in the week per developer, so that they just can play around with new technology and, and find more about it. Or or maybe it's even up to um, reading documentation on how to use Knockout, but but some kind of knowledge advancements, um, so that basically people can get that knowledge uh, in there. Um, and then try to push all of those experiments, all of those different learnings into a certain direction. Basically say like, uh, well, forget about playing around with Knockout. Try to play around with Vue and react a little bit more. And then after two months or so, uh, please come back to me and, and let me know what, you've, what you found out. Um, but just by, by jumping on board and saying like, oh, but we're going to use React. Um, then, then you're just as silly as uh, that you're uh, saying like, oh, but let's build uh, everything based upon Luma, um, only to find out that basically there's there's so many horrible things going on in there. <laughs> so yeah. All right, all right. So I know I gave you a minute, um, but next time I'm going to give you 30 seconds on this one. Um, <laughs> as a as, as a developer, my agency is asking me to learn some kind of PWA solution that will go on top of Magento. What should I be telling my boss that I need and would like to do? Let's just say I have an opinion about Vue or React, either one. How should I present that to my boss? And I, you've given us some times already, but what is some good thing or what are good, uh, what, what are good three points that a developer could give his boss that says, this is what I need to get started. This is the time I need. Yeah. So first of all, um, 
I need time to dive into things. That's that's number one because otherwise um, uh, it's uh, it's hopeless. Um, but also make sure that 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 time is just um, uh, measured uh, wisely so that you're taking enough time to to get adjusted to technology, even though maybe you're not going to use that technology on the long run. Um, and that's where where I would say that every agency nowadays, especially on the front end, um, also needs to be uh, doing something on the educational level because the front end story is just changing so quickly. Um, so if your developers don't have any knowledge about Node, uh, make sure that they know about Node, uh, even though you're not going to use it at the first project uh, right away. So you need to uh, proactively invest basically into all of that. And well, again, yeah, um, the topic of today was training. So obviously training is one thing, but training through classroom trainings is, is one thing, but uh, just educating yourself is totally fine for me as well. But uh, you need to invest that time to get started with it. I'm not sure if those were three points, but kind of. I'm going to add. I'm going to add one thing that, as an as a let's just say as a boss, what I want to see is something that what you've learned out of that. I think that what I've experienced over time over the last ten years are a developer saying, "Oh, I'm going to dive into this." Let's just say I'm going to dive into Selenium. I'm going to learn everything I'm going to do about Selenium. Great, that's super. Good, do it. And then suddenly they say, "Okay, I've learned it." <laughs> so, yeah. but as it so, and I know there's a different mindset from a developer. What a boss wants to see is something that you've learned. So, I know that uh, when you get a, a lot of agencies or a lot of companies now are asking you to do some kind of code kind of little mini project. And I've heard of, of agencies asking for a day, a full day project up to a week project just to try to apply for a job. I don't think it's unreasonable for an for a boss to say, I want to see something out of this as simple as, as it is. And I guess that, that goes both yeah. ways. A developer should give the boss something that is something they can see that shows what they've learned. And then the boss should be able to say, oh, I've seen this, now let's let's see what we can do next with it. Yeah, well, and then, then, then uh, I'm, I'm gonna stretch the time a little bit longer. Um, th this is also where my theory of uh, hybrid frontends comes up uh, as well. So within a Luma uh, project, you can still uh, integrate a view component or a React component, um, uh, just to also uh, deliver actually practical functionality. So um, the, the 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 number of uh, use cases or where where agencies have built uh, their own product configurator in Vue or React or um, have built a part or the total of the checkout uh, into React and Vue as well is is actually just uh, staggering at this moment. There's so many agencies doing that. There's also so many agencies that are not open sourcing all of those solutions, uh, but, but, but that's also because they're not proud of it. But um, that maybe shows also that all of those developers just at least got going with that new technology, delivered also a project um, where the customer actually benefited from that project. Uh, but maybe the fact that it's not being open source is also showing that it's not the best of examples. Um, but who cares? That's the learning exercise. That's um, at least getting us into the right direction.
Okay, I'm going to take that as a segue then, because I love that example of doing the hybrid model. And let's let's just pretend that there's a theme out there that everybody's getting behind right now. And it's a theme that everybody pronounces in a different way. Uh, Hufa, Haifa. And in fact, I just did an interview with Tom Robertshaw. He had another pronunciation. So I, I, I feel like I'm going to have to somehow catalog all these ways of saying it. But... Um, the, I love that that idea of doing a hybrid solution that we can we could have part of this solution in this aspect and part of this solution in in a different aspect. Um, yeah. Well, so let's talk about Hufa. 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 Yeah. Let's let's finish off with with Hufa. I'm I'm excited about it. Uh, I know uh, I'm going to be. I think Inter Willem is going to be on the show next week. No. So I'm excited awesome. to talk to him about it. Um, I want to key in on the open source part of this because we're being asked right now by a client to build out all the B two B front end items. And do we wait for Haifa to do that? And then is that included in the license cost? And I know that there's work being done for PDUP for um, page builder and things like that. There's all kinds of things that open sourcing this would help. And maybe, uh, oh, maybe we have to have some separate solutions that are open sourced. Yeah. Well, so, so first of all, um... I would say that Hufa is already open source. I, I'm not sure about the technicalities of the license, but I'm I'm, I'm almost betting that the, the the license itself is an open source license. As in, if you get access to the source code, <laughs> then actually the the license is just allowing you to look into the source code, to modify the source code, to use it in the way that you see fit. Um, but it's it's just that um, to get access to the license, you need to have. Um, I'm not sure how, how it's being called at this moment, but it, it's called a Hufan license. But it, it's kind of like um, um, a subscription to get part of the, the cool, cool cool gang or something. Uh, um, and, and I think actually that that's worth to take note of, um, that at this moment, there's actually already plenty of uh, developers um, or plenty, or at least some, some Hufa developers that are actually diving into the B2B uh, modules. Um, I'm not sure about the state, but I do know that work is in progress already. Um, and everything that is being developed there by those developers is being fed back into the Hufa project so that it's incorporated in, in that bundle of all of those different modules out there. Um, I, th I think it's more like that the reality of um, Hufa is that it's choosing to be a paid program um, for a simple reason. Um, that actually uh, Adobe, uh, or I should scratch that, uh, Magento has always been um, a paid program as well. Except for that there was also an open source version and that uh, so many people chose for that open source version that sometimes we forgot that there was also this uh, commerce edition out there as well, uh, where the fees were sometimes just uh, ridiculous as well. Uh, or from my perspective, because I was always an open source, uh, I'm still an open source uh, user. Um, and, and with Hufa, they, they just decided like, well, if, if we're giving it away right now, then actually um, we're, we're unable to finish it off in the way that we, we need to. So either it's, it's really a closed beta where only those people that are invited um, are actually getting access um, or, well, you simply pay a certain fee and which is at this moment still a, a thousand euros. Um, 
And the funny thing is, like, I'm, I'm, I'm still um, inclined to actually uh, write up a blog post specifically about that 1,000 euro because it's, um, it's, it's not, it's not free. Uh, true. Um, it's also not um, send me a postcard program or buy me a beer. Uh, it's actually a thousand uh, uh, euros, which is a hefty sum for a lot of different uh, uh, developers out there. Uh, because if you compare this to a month salary in uh, of a developer in India, um, it's uh, it's kind of staggering, right? However, um, the question is, if there's a Luma-based project and you're going to um, get you're, you're you're being asked by the client to uh, increase the lighthouse score, how many hours are you going to invest to crank up that performance? Well, I, I believe that easily uh, you can spend about 100 hours of doing so without actually getting up to 100%. Um, and that, that 100 hours, well, let's just say that you're getting paid 10 euros per hour, right? Yeah, I would argue that it would be more than a hundred hours. So I, I, I totally see where you're going here. Yeah. And I, I'm just, I'm just making the argument, but I also see that Willem and and Willem has to. It's a commercial venture, and they have to make money. So I, I, I do totally get it. Um, but it, it's so. it's always kind of like a difficulty, and that's that's again back to the to the to the old um, the 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 old trouble that we actually have in the Magento community. We, we think that we get everything for free, but that's not true. Um, if, if it would be for free, then we would be building Magento shops for uh, less than 100 euro. But instead, actually, um, it's us making money out of all of those customizations. Uh, and now we can actually just um, uh, spend time on a much more fun technology uh, like React, but also like Hufa and like Vue. Um, it's just up to us to choose which one we prefer best. Um, and then, then suddenly uh, we, we complain about Hufa asking just a small percentage of uh, the total of the project. Um, yeah, it, it's just a little bit like uh, comparing apples and pears. Uh, open source was never free uh, in, in, the, in the beginning. Uh, it's it's about uh, free speech, not about free beer. Uh, that's that's the, the the comparison always to make there, and I think that's totally true about uh, Hufa as well. Um, at least Hufa is not pretending to be anything different, and that's the the nice thing. Yeah, I just wanted to just say that nobody in English says apples and pears. That is the most ridiculous thing I've ever you say heard. Apples and bananas. <laughs> You're lucky I didn't just stop this podcast right now. It's apples and oranges. Everybody knows oh, sorry, that. Yeah. Or apples and We don't say so. wooden clogs and and uh, and stroop waffles. Well, we do those comparisons. Um, <laughs> <laughs> stroop waffle shoes, etc. Yeah. <laughs> um, no. All right, so let's we well let's let's close it out for today. I do think that we have some interesting topics to um, continue to bring up. And I would propose that you and I go on and do like a lot. Let's do a live um, LinkedIn video or whatever thing, whatever they call it, live video, live LinkedIn. Live thing, LinkedIn. Yeah, thing. that's exactly what it's called. Yeah. I can't wait for the transcript to, to go through <laughs> this. Um, and and I think that let's let's start really trying to get some developers involved. And I would say let's do it in the Indian time. So we'll get a lot of Indian developers involved as well, because I think there's a lot of people interested in this topic. Yeah, definitely. No, no. And uh, it would be good to see some uh, some interest or not the interest, but just get some perspective what other people are thinking. 
yeah. uh, about yeah. this. And I think from a developer, what I'm really interested in is learning from a developer point of view, because I, I know you're giving some very good, you're giving some good advice and some good feedback on this topic. And I know I'm coming from sort of the agency leadership side where, and honestly, I'm coming from the sales side. You know, you mentioned about open source and Magento, the, the Magento license, enterprise licensing back in the day. And okay. I was, I, you know, for me, everything was about making sure that the Magento salespeople were happy. So, <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I'm seeing it from the other side. It would be great to see what what the real-time feedback of what a lot of these developers are going through on this and even do a short Q&A so we can get some feedback on it. Yeah, for sure. Well, look, uh, look forward to that, um, to this uh, linked uh, thing in... Uh, yeah, linked in thing life, life uh, whatever. Life, yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, awesome. I want to apologize for my new light in my room. I'm testing my portable solution uh, for doing videos on, on the road. I'm actually in the office today and I'm sitting in one of these little phone booth things that we have with my new light wand thingy with fun aspects of party. What, what, what was it uh, called? Uh, let me just look it up. It's called, so it's, it's called a, stra a straight jacket. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> you got it. That's it, yeah, okay. <laughs> Great. Um, well, awesome. it's, been, it's been a pleasure to have you again here today. You were in episode number one, and I think this is going to be like episode, I don't know, I mean, it might be on episode 25 already. 42 or something? Yeah, not 42, but no. yeah. Almost Close. getting there. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So, um, so don't don't mention um, too much uh, next next week my name uh, because uh, Willem was uh, pissed off, pissed off of me um, uh, when I uh, when I started to promote Hufa, and then I suddenly started to promote uh, PW Studio again, um, and then I started to promote Hufa again. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I hope uh, that's going to be productive as well uh, together with him. Yeah, absolutely, great. Yeah, awesome. Thanks for okay. having me. Cheers. Have Cheers. a good day. Bye. Magento Creative, partnering with the client to help fulfill their strategic growth, serving the world as an Adobe Gold partner and Big Commerce Elite partner. Magento, the code of commerce. This episode has been sponsored by the partner of choice for technology, infrastructure, and enterprise level digital solutions, an AWS Select Consulting Partner, EWA Corporation, forward together. Thank you again for listening. My name is Brent Peterson, and it has been my pleasure to be your host today. Please rate and subscribe to Talk Commerce, new shows out every week.